0: was made for a time like
1: this but how do i know that this is for me and this is my purpose that's why i pray for major blessings i pray god guided me safely through my adolescence went through many trials and i learned many
0: lessons even when i was lost i had faith and i stayed with it and i finally found me it was easy
1: See that silver lining. Only time can tell if it all goes well. Hope I make a difference before I say farewell. They say you're the best when you're homegrown. And even better from the eight five oh.
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode from Boys to Men. I am your host, Terry Mr. King. I'm here with my co-host. Eddie Bunch. Eddie Bunch, okay. And we got our special guest today. I'm going to let him introduce himself. we got two special guests, uh, actually.
1: <laughs> uh, my name's Nathan Hall, uh, and this is my son.
2: Oh, oh yeah, so you're you <laughs> My name's Evan Hall. It's
1: all right. We're we're working on getting him his uh, communication skills up to, up to far. But don't worry. No, he's going he yeah, yeah, be be
2: be to he be a pro. He's going no, to be a by the time he end. Don't be nervous. Got <laughs> it? Yes, sir. Hey, trust me. Anything you do for the first time, it's okay to be nervous. Yeah, definitely. But, but nervous lets you know that you can be excited about yeah. something new. So. That's a good side to the nervousness. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we got a special guest today. Um, Mr. Nathan, I want y'all to, and Evan, I want y'all to just, like explain to the people like, a little bit about what y'all been through in the last couple of years. Okay. Everything.
1: Um, uh, I was older when, uh, when Evan was born, uh, not, and it wasn't an accident or anything It was planned. I'd uh, been married for about 12 years at the time. And then shortly after Evan's mom gave birth to him, she got sick a little bit and uh, she passed away, it'll be three years ago, this uh, January 10th. And she was 43 at the time. And so you just kinda, you you go through the emotions of, because it was completely unexpected, and um, you go through the emotions of, how am I gonna, one, live without your best friend your your partner, your confidant, everything, yeah. you know, and then and then it really sets in It's like, how am I gonna be a mother and a father all at once? So you start changing those gears up like, you know, uh I, I can't just be the strong male figure anymore. I've also gotta be nurturing and try to fill both boys at once. Mm-hmm. And uh it's a struggle and it's a struggle till this day. And yeah. you know, anybody that uh says being a single parent uh, is easy, is definitely lying, either to themselves or to whoever they're talking to. But um, luckily I've got, I got a really good family, uh, both her side and my side, and they, they help me out where they can. Uh, I, I work shift work right now, so uh, my parents watch Evan at night uh, when I'm working uh, for the sheriff's office. And, uh, but that's changing. Come next week, so I'll be riding a desk for the rest of my career, and home Monday through, or working Monday through Friday, and off on weekends and nights, and no more holidays and stuff like that, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, so, you can talk and see, say how it felt to I lose mean, your mom. I, like when I first, you know, found out, I, I just felt shocked and I just didn't, you know, believe it, that it happened.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, over time I just, griefed more about it,
2: yeah.
1: and just accepted it.
0: Yeah. but what did she die from? Um,
1: when he was about two years old, she got a, a bacterial infection, and uh, it caused some issues with kidneys. And basically, they, what they said was an nephrotic syndrome, is where the kidneys start uh, pouring proteins into the blood oh, streams yeah. and stuff like that. So, like, um, kind of like an autoimmune disease. So basically, what happened was like if I Got a cold, it, it's a cold, but it, if she got a cold, it'd be like the flu times 10. And what would happen, her kidneys would shut down and she put on a lot of water weight. Well, um, she got uh, I was working uh, one night and she uh, it was a Monday night, it was the 7th of January, and she called me and said she wouldn't feel alone. I said, Hey, you know, you want me to come home? Uh, because I'm a watch commander, I'm a lieutenant, so you know I can I have a little bit more flexibility in my schedule. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I, I can come home and uh, take to the emergency room, and she's like, no, nope, I'm not feeling better in the morning. So and it was flu season and stuff so, like yeah. that. So we took her in the next morning and spent like six, to seven hours in the emergency room, and you know, like it's not the flu, this that, and another. The so they sent us home next day, same thing. When it is a, one of those standalone. Uh, emergency rooms. Uh, And then, so we went back the next day, same thing, sent her home. Third day she was like doing really bad and we took her in and then they're like, no, she's got sepsis. Basically it's where, uh, just an infection and the body starts turning on itself and shutting down all this organs and stuff. So they said, we're gonna transfer to UWF, or uh, West Florida, sorry. And um, so I was like, okay. He was getting off the school bus. I said, I'll meet you at the hospital. They took her by ambulance and I went and picked him up, and then by the time I got from my house to UWF, they were, or West Florida, they were transferring her to ICU, and they started hitting her with uh, some pretty heavy antibiotics, and they were like, oh, she's doing better, this, that, and the other, seven o'clocks visitation's over so you can go home, and her parents were coming down, and then they called me at like 10.45 that night and said, you need to come back up here, so I called my parents, who at the time lived like Five miles from me, yeah. and uh, so that my mom came and stayed with him because he was asleep, and uh, me and my dad drove up there. I knew, uh, yeah. being a cop for twenty six years, I knew what what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I, I drove me and my dad up there, and um, you know because you know you ask what's going on, and they said well, we'll have to talk to you when we get here, so you know. Yeah. And uh, basically, what happened was I guess the antibiotics weren't working as quick as they thought. She started putting on water weight. And it surrounded her heart, caused her to have a heart attack, and she, she passed. So, but yeah. Um, and she was, she was like my best friend. She was, if, if I weren't at work, I was at home with them. And so, you know, it, even to this day, you get emotional and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I'm given an opportunity, though, to uh, kind of experience parenthood in a different way. Because yeah. I'm doing a lot more than than I would have if uh, if my wife Dana had had uh, not passed, but uh, she was definitely the better parent. Um, she was she was definitely the glue that held the family together. But yeah. so yeah, it, it's kind of uh, gives me an experience to uh, to to learn and do new things and and be a, honestly be a better dad and be a better man yeah and 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 so so now i'm trying to teach him how how to be a man and uh also um how to be compassionate you know because you know it, it you, you know, know men are certain ways yeah. you know so, and, and not all men are all the same but like you know i have a tendency to be a little harder and and things like that less empathetic sympathetic yeah. especially with what i do for a living you just you see so much you kind of just get that calloused. You just get calloused. No, like a life feeling. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, so, uh, I'm, I, I'm constantly, I, I work on myself more now than I ever have, uh, mm-hmm. trying to be a better person, and, and I always, I'm always trying to do something new, um, and, uh, just, you know, try to give him everything he needs, because, mm-hmm. you know, if he needs a hug or a kiss, I'm not ashamed, I'm, I've never been ashamed of public mm-hmm. affection for my son, but, uh, you know, I'm even more so, it's just, a, I don't care. I don't care. I, you know, people can say, well, men don't, What I don't care. Men, men there's not a definition of a man other than somebody that uh, keeps their word, is good to people, and um, and uh, stands up for those that are, aren't are capable or unwilling to stand up for themselves. And that's what I'm just trying to push. Plus, chivalry. We're still holding doors for
2: ladies and, and stuff like that. Yes sir, yes sir. I agree with that. All right, so, Evan, this is a question for you because I got a son too. So, when your dad kisses you in public, do you try to wipe it off or do you just allow it? Just to, I love him. Like, see, you need to tell my son this because, look, I have a problem. Like, every time I try to kiss my son, I hug, I hug him. Sometimes he's like, okay, you set the hug. But when I start kissing, he's like,
0: ew, cute. Okay. <laughs> now, 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 I'm going
2: to
1: embarrass him a little bit. All right, go ahead. All right. He. Now, when I kiss him in public because we live not too far from his school, so uh. I drive to the school or he rides his little electric motorcycle, and I'll ride my motorcycle and we'll, we'll exchange our hugs and kisses before he goes into public's eye mm-hmm. and um, a couple of weeks about a couple of months ago, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, one or two months ago, um, we had, I had to bring some paperwork into the uh, lobby. Mm-hmm. I get to the front door and I'm like, you know, give me a hug, and kiss, and he he does exactly that. He's like, nope. So in a crowded uh, room, the auditor or the entryway to his elementary school, um, I screamed to the top of my lungs, uh, "Daddy loves you, Evan. I'm gonna miss you." And he just turned red, and I told him, I said, "Don't ever." Don't ever do that again, because <laughs> I will do it every, every day. Time. I said, so I'll, I'll, I'll get trust in uniform. I'll come follow you around the halls, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but no, nah, it's, it, it, and then you, he's getting at that age because he's 10 yeah. now, so he's getting at that age where Girl. you kind of have to, you ha- have to pull that affection back a little bit, not because you want to, but he's got to become his own person too, mm-hmm. and, and, and I don't. You know as much as I want to hug him and kiss him and love on him and stuff like that I also have to let him be his own person and and you know that's that's one of the big things about being a parent is you know you have to respect your kids yeah. uh, you have to respect their wishes their wants to an extent yeah. but you have to be a guided uh, a guiding force in their life and I always try to tell people, especially young young guys and girls that uh, work with me, they're having kids and stuff. I said, you know, you can be friendly with your kids, but you can't be their friend. friends. Yeah. And the reason being is is when you make your child your friend, you put them on the same level. Yeah. And you can't make those. You, you cannot have that because because then when you tell them to do something, they're like, well, you can't tell me what to do. We're on the same level. Yes. So I can be compassionate. I'll be friendly with them. We have tons of fun together but he also knows when it's time to do what he's told he does it or there's consequence oh yeah and and he's like me spanking him doesn't do any good i would have i would have taken 10 beatings for anything (laughs) uh, uh, talking to my dad oh my god my dad if he uh uh, just all he had to do is tell me he's disappointed in me that just Uh, just, it crushes crushes you you.
2: it crushes you and
1: and i that's one thing i have to admit uh i think that has helped me a lot is uh, my parents are still married. They just celebrated their 52nd anniversary. Okay. Congratulations. And uh, they, um, just to kind of give you a background, I had a, a, a good sized house and you know, I lost more than half my income. So I started doing the math and stuff. I'm like, I just want to be able to afford my lifestyle and uh, still be able to do things for him and, and stuff like that. So we sold the big house uh, and my parents are like, well, where are you moving to? They sold their house, which was paid off,
0: mm. and
1: then built a new house. Literally, there's a house in between our two houses. Yeah. It, it's going to work out great though, because they're going to help me get him to a point where he's he's independent and self sufficient, and then it'll be my turn to help them.
2: Yeah.
1: So that's you know, but that's all the big plan. And and I had um, by far the best father anybody could ever have, and a yeah perfect example of what a man is yeah. and you know uh and, and a lot of people think you know men are you know six foot two and 245 pounds like, my dad's 5'5 five, five. on a good day
2: on a good day on a good day and <laughs> like
1: 130 bucks but he is the, he's probably the best man that this world is probably ever gonna know uh he just doesn't have the limelight of like celebrity or
2: famous yeah. people in history but yeah so because yes, yeah. uh I like to touch on that, what you said, about uh, kids can't be your friend. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a single dad, too. I got custody of my son. But I like my mom and my grandma helps uh, a lot. And it plays a big part in so, like his development. But where I feel like they messed up a little bit,
1: mm-hmm. they
2: became his friend. Yeah. So when they tell him certain things, yeah. it just... Yeah. No, but then when I have to come in there... And, like, I don't I don't like putting my hands on my kid. Yeah. Like, I got my hands put on me when I was a kid. And I was, like, it kind of confused me about what love was and everything else. Yeah. Too. So, like, I make my son run, do push-ups. And, mm-hmm. hey, trust me, I get the point across with him running. And then I talk to him yeah. afterwards. Yep. And I feel like the biggest part is actually sitting there and communicating with your kids. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is what you messed up at. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to punish you for no reason. I need you to understand, like, hey... You have, you're not supposed to do this. Yeah, so.
1: and, and, and that's the thing is, is, and there's gonna be times where you have to dole out punishment immediately, yeah. and you don't have time to really explain to them, uh, because they may be doing something stupid, they may get themselves hurt, oh, or yeah. something like that. But, uh, um, you know, when you have the opportunity, explain it to them, because basically what you're doing is you're building the, the, the building blocks okay. for, um, for their parenting skills. And that's and, and, and the thing is 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 you don't you may not think about it uh, when they're five yeah. or something like that, but they kids are sponges and mm-hmm. and, and, and they 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 will build their how they deal with their kids the way they're dealt with. Yeah. And, and and my parents, you know, my dad was in the air force so he was gone all the time and stuff like that. But when he was home he was like a dad. He was like he was engaged there. yeah he was engaged he yeah. wasn't you know the typical uh, and, I, and there's no typical dads uh but what people like to say that you know the dad just comes home sits on TV mm-hmm. he sits the what couch- no <laughs> no. I, no most dads aren't like that no. uh but yeah um and and then you have to think about you can't just think about the incident today you're like okay what lesson can I teach them that is going to be
0: impactful when he's 30, 40, 47 years old, like I am, so. Uh, Evan, I just want to say you have a great father, and he has a good understanding of not only how his actions will impact you in the future, but even just like how the way he speaks to you may impact it, you know, you have children who they don't respect their parents at all because they try to be too authoritative with them, Or like again, they don't listen and they don't take their advice because they try to be too friendly with them. But your father also like obviously has a great grasp on that balance and also showing you enough love to the point where when you grow up, you don't need to find it. You you won't feel like you need to go searching for it. You have it at home, and anything you choose to bring into your life should reflect that. So yeah, props to you. I appreciate that. Yeah, like I I was talking with my sister yesterday about some of the issues that we have with our father, and it's like you know, as a kid. It obviously hurts when somebody you love and care about like messes up yeah but there's always opportunity for forgiveness and, and and that that's exactly
1: it is is you know when when I do have to punish him or something like that I think he understands that it is it is once it's done it's done I don't hold grudges nope. I, and, and it has to be immediate you know you can't be one of these people that the kid does something for like three or four or five weeks and you let it slide and all of a sudden you blow up at him and mm-hmm. you're like no, 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 you address it immediately because once he does it the first time or they do it the first time and you allow it to slide and they do the third, fourth, fifth, they think that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then when you blow up, it confuses them. Yeah. It, it, it's just like any of your friends or anything like that. It's just basic relationships. And if somebody does something you don't like, you have to address it immediately and then let it go. Mm-hmm. And if they continue, then you address it again or you have to remove yourself from the situation. Obviously, he can't walk out. He's
2: not moving out of the house until, like, six weeks from now that he's can his own job. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> gotta start getting Yeah. Whenever my son told me he's running away, all right, people think I do this, and it's, it's like, dramatic. But I say, no. Nah. I said, all, right. all right, I need you to get all, all your clothes. That's mine. I bought that. I'll let you keep one pair of underwear. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: I'll let you get one pair of socks, and you can get out. He's yep. like, no. I was like, oh, yeah, you can't use my phone. You can't use nothing else. And then after he's like, No, I yep. love you. I'm sorry. I don't yep. want to. Say. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I had to tell him, like, it's not the part which you are trying to run away. It's like, you don't understand what you're running away from. Yeah. And it's like, you're hurting people by telling them, like, I don't love you no more. I don't want to live here. I was like, You got to think about it. These people were here when, when you had nobody. Yeah. And like, they love you unconditionally. Yeah. And ain't it, no matter where else in the world, you will never find other people that love you more unconditionally than your parents and your grandparents. Yeah. Like, they will do, they'll bend over backwards, they'll go through hell and high water, they'll kill and, somebody for and you. That, and that's exactly it, because if you do go through a dramatic
1: situation, yeah. uh, and you'll know who your friends are, because exactly. they'll show up, and then they stay. Um, and, 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 you know, life moves on and stuff like that, and I've grown apart from most of my wife's friends. Yeah. All except for her best friend. You know, they're still in our life. We go to birthday parties together. We buy, each, we don't buy each other Christmas gifts, but we buy the kids Christmas gifts, stuff oh, yeah. like that. So, you know, you, you're like, okay, this is three years later and we're still going over to their house. We went over to their house uh, two weekends ago for breakfast and, and just hung out with them for like two hours. And Jesus. so, yeah, you That's know, so reason. yeah. It, yeah, And, and like my, most of my friends I've known for like 20 plus years and I had my closest friends all showed up to the hospital my wife died. Mm-hmm. That in like 12:30 at night they were I big quit whatever they were doing and came and saw. Me. And and those are the people that you want to keep in your life. You want to keep the positivity and and that's one thing I've been really working on uh, because as as a police officer uh, and uh in going through the loss of of my wife it kind of made me, you know, it makes you jaded and you're just, you get, yeah. you get to the point, you're just like, you know, what's the point? And um, so I've really been working on my myself the last year or so uh, about trying to be a positive influence yeah. to everybody. Uh, and if
2: I can't be a positive influence in your life, I don't yeah. need to be here. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not gonna lie, even in the gym when I see him, there's always a smile on his face, there's always some words of encouragement. And to be honest, I watch him work out and I'll be like, oh. I I get encouraged to work out more because, like, hey, when I get up to 40, I'm trying to look just as good Mm -hmm. and just as big and keep the same strength up and everything, too. And, like, the conversations, too, because I remember we talked about your kids one time, and we talked about a little bit about this. Mm -hmm. And, like, he came in with open arms, like, if you ever need anything, let me know. Mm -hmm. And we found people genuinely like that. That's, like, good mentors and everything. And, like, that's that's just uncomfortable. That's unconditional. It kind of reaffirms your
0: like yeah. your belief in people too. Exactly. You, know, you interact with so many bad-hearted people, and then, you know it just
2: kind of chips away at you a little bit. And I think but, social media and like media yeah. where they put out so much hate and, and everything. And, you, and that's one yeah. thing. I have zero social media. Yeah. I don't have any
1: social. I, I LinkedIn. I've got it for, for because <laughs> I, I'm getting thing. close to retiring so, yeah. uh, from the sheriff's office. I, I have zero uh, social media. He has zero social media. Yeah. The reason being is. You, the term is perfect. Facebook friends, okay. A friend that gets on and likes a picture, or you know, you're like, and you know, as soon as they're like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. Is that another exactly. like? <laughs> and you're like, okay, no. A friend is somebody that is going to sit down and, and have a conversation with you when you're down. Exactly. And it's not gonna just like your your posts on Facebook or Instagram or whatever other uh, uh, um, outlets you may be on, but. You know, and that's the thing is, is society we have gotten so far away from communications. Exactly. And, and and I can say it now because like a lot of times when when we deal with the public, these younger officers, uh, you know, and there's the nervousness of just being young. Yeah. You know, but I became a cop when I was 20 years old, so you know, I was going to people's houses and dealing with their problems. They're older than my parents, and I'm sitting there thinking in the back of my mind, here I'm I'm 20, 21 years old, and I'm telling this fifty year old man and woman how to live their lives. And I don't have that kind of life experience. Exactly. And and I'm and you like you start thinking about what is wrong with this picture. But it goes back to society today, is is like the young officers, a lot of the young officers have no communication skills because everything is done by text. And mm-hmm. text texting you can't really get context. Because exactly. you don't the inflection, you know, because well, how you, you they feel say like, it yeah, it's like oh great. Or great you know you'll never it's know the same word but you don't know mm-hmm. and uh and in communications instant when you talk it's like you ask a question get a response text messaging you text somebody and if they're emotionally immature and they're mad about something they ghost you and they don't talk to you for 2 or 3 hours or a day or something that's, it, that's not it's how it. we talk that's not how humans should communicate exactly. <laughs> we should be more evolved than that so so yeah, uh, he's probably gonna hate me when he gets a little bit older because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that person that's like, uh, son, I love you, but nobody cares what you're eating for lunch. Oh, I uh, totally son, kidding. I love you, but nobody cares what you're wearing to school today,
0: except for you. Exactly. Don't take a picture of that. Because nobody cares. <laughs> I'm, the, and, I'm the same way. <laughs> you're not even wrong about like the whole Facebook friends kind of thing because like. Let's say you, you have like a thousand followers on your yep. Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And you go through a personal tragedy and you post it. How many of those people are going to slide up at the least? Like the bare minimum just ask if you're okay. Yeah. Like, you know, just check up on you. Make sure you're doing yeah, a, who your true Who your
1: true friends are. You know, yeah. uh, uh, hearts and prayers. Everybody, hearts and prayers. Hearts and prayers. Hearts and okay. prayers. Mm-hmm. No, just, no. You know what? They take the empathy go to what? their house. Give them a hug. Let them cry. See if they need anything. And then check on them. Uh, a buddy of mine, um, going back to my wife, uh, I think God's given me a gift. Uh, one, because he's allowed me to realize that I don't focus on the loss of my wife. I focus on the 21 years we were together. Mm-hmm. You know, married for almost 20. And she she, she uh, made me a better man. She made me more caring, more loving, and, and made me realize that you know it's okay to understand your feelings and 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 not be well like i I've, I've been for most of my life where something bothers me guys just shut Suppress it down it. just shut it down shut it down just don't address, address it, it. Uh, and you know i'm not ashamed but yeah there's there's many a times uh, where life just gets rough and i've literally pulled him behind buildings and just lost it and right. cried. And, and, and that's fine, you know, because that is, that is naturally your stress leaving the body. Yeah. Is, your body's trying to get stress off, you're just that stress, But um, having lost my wife, I had a buddy that passed away. Uh, he, he was a sergeant with the sheriff's office and he passed away on the 9th of December. And uh, I've been able to help his wife Kind of like guide her through, her, and, and we talk uh, or text almost daily. And uh, and sh- when she's having a bad day, you there? I, and and know what? And when I'm having a bad day, she boosts me. And and and, and it's a completely platonic relationship. Uh, she's she's an amazing woman, but she's going through a really really rough time. And she actually found her husband. He passed away in his sleep in their bed. So. So yeah, uh, so I and, and the thing is, it's funny, you know, being in law enforcement. How many people that I have come in contact with since then that have lost somebody recently? So I kind of, you it. know, and sometimes you have to you have to shed some tears and, and, and really let uh, let a little of yourself exposed and and and, and, and tell people your story. So you kind of give them hope and and that's what that's what it's all about is is yeah you're not going to take away the pain or anything like that and you can understand it but you know her relationship with her husband was different than what my relationship with my wife was yeah. and you understand what they're going through but you don't know exactly what they're going through so you mm-hmm. just be there for them and, right. and uh i i i've run into quite a few people that i've been able to kind of help through and um stuff like that which is you know if I can take some pain away from somebody, then that's you know
0: more goal. power to it. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's spot on how yeah. you're supposed to support people. In yeah, and, and,
1: and that's just, and, and I tell I tell Evan, it doesn't cost anything to be nice, exactly. it's a kind.
0: Dollar. You know,
1: yeah. and something as simple as holding a door. We were in the mall yesterday going Christmas shopping, and that lady <laughs> wanted our table. We were sitting at the food court and. Uh, she was overpacked. She had, I guess, I don't know if her husband was getting food or whatever. She's like, You're gonna have the table. She's trying to move from this this uh, uh, bar in the food court to oh, yeah, the mall no. over. And I was like, I, I'm like, I'm a stranger. I grab her, her baby, I'm holding her baby, help her sit her stuff up and set it down. Five minutes, Merry Christmas, boom. Not even five minutes, 30 seconds yeah. of helping somebody. It's those simple things. And I think if more people did stuff like that, this world would be way better the world would be way better and, yeah. and we wouldn't look at each other through how we're being instructed or told to through the media because the media don't care because nope. division <laughs> no, and animosity is is what sells mm-hmm. and and you know if they can get us going at each other's throats for you know your sexual preference political preference color whatever yep. and, and you have if you have division and uh animosity towards somebody just because of they're different than you. Well, you know what? Guess what? That's Sometimes what? it's really good to have something different. It's like food. And it's, it's just this simple. You you look at food, you're like, oh, I don't like that. How many times will I say just try it? And he's like, oh my God, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same thing with people. Yeah, they may not look like you yeah. or they may not have the same political views, but they could be like a really good friend and you just don't talk about certain things. Exactly. Or you can talk about it with an open mind and understanding that you're not going to uh, change everybody's heart or, or mind, but you can have an understanding. Yep. And if you have an understanding of, of people, mm-hmm. then you can get so much further
2: than where we are. Yeah, cause actually me and one of my best friends, we went out to eat uh, at Waffle House like three, four months ago. And we start talking about stuff. Like, we talk about political stuff. We talk about Black Lives Matter, all this different stuff. And I got a Black Lives Matter cold mind So he's like, start talking about everything else, like, talk about what's going on. I told him, yeah, I voted for Trump and everything. He's like, what? I was like, like, and I was like, to be honest, I agree with a lot of stuff he was saying. And it was my vote. Mm -hmm. And it was my opinion at that time who I wanted to vote for. But me and him got in a whole, complete argument about me doing, going like, he's like, no, this, I was like, bro, to be honest, he's like, well, think about this, black lives matter was political. I was like, no, the idea was not political. I said, other people adopted it to make it political. I like the idea of what it was stands for. Mm-hmm. I believe, like, really, yeah, our lives matter. and Yes, I agree, everybody lives matter, but I was like, it's really important to understand, like, yeah, the, I, I had to go in depth with him about literally yeah. everything. And like, literally, he stormed off from me and was like, bro, I don't know if I can be friends with you no more. I, like, I was like, dang, you're going to not be friends with me because one thing I one, <laughs> one. You have a thousand things in common in that <laughs> one, one thing. thing. that's different. And no, know
1: what? Yeah. You know, I, when, when Trump first ran, you know, I, I'll admit I'm conservative. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was raised in a military family. It's the way I was raised. It's the yeah. way my mind thinks. I didn't want to vote for Trump. I wanted Ben Carson. I wanted to vote <laughs> for him because I was like, that man is well spoken. He is calm, exactly. and 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 honestly, Trump, you know, he did some good things for this country. But and they he, don't even talk about it. To be honest, he, he, he has did a lot for the black community too. He is he is not the most eloquent. <laughs> uh, no. no, no, he, he is he's right. a typical New Yorker. Yeah. And What comes on his mind, he talks Same. the way I talk. Yeah. Uh, if it comes in my it comes in my head, I don't have a filter. It usually comes out of my right. mouth. Uh, but it's my opinion. Don't get don't get offended by my uh, opinion.
2: opinion. Exactly. You know,
1: and, and just because you know, in some th- sometimes opinions are based on either wrong information or not enough of information. Exactly. So. So that's when you have an opportunity to have a discussion with somebody and sit there and say, yeah, let's let's work this out. And, yeah. and see, okay, why do you like Trump? Why don't you like Trump? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you're like, okay, he did do a lot of great things for this country, yeah. you know? And, and I'll be honest with you, being a single dad going grocery shopping, I hate the fact that I've gotta pay more for gas. And, what? And, oh, you tell? everything like that. And yes. the other day I was walking out of the, the grocery store and I had enough, I, so I had so little that I could carry it in my two hands, I was pushing a shopping oh. cart. It's 130 bucks. I'm like, goodness, that's 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 ridiculous. Uh, but it also goes back to the political divide is, yeah. is you see when when Obama was in office, uh, you see all you saw the rights saying, God, I, I hope he fails. Why would you want him to fail? fail. He's the president of our country. You want them to, to do well. Exactly. And then, and then when Trump got in, saw, I, The I, left I, I, side, the left side freaked out, and wanted him to fail, and now the right side's doing the same well, thing. I, I can say I think the left and the right are both kind of like Biden. Like, eh, I, I think Grandpa needs to go home, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah go uh, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but that, but that's the thing is is if if you can have conversations because if if you took us out of society yeah. and, and we've got nineteen. 20. 20. Yeah. 30, 29, 29, 47. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a white cop, 47 years old. I've been a cop for 26 years. You wouldn't think that the three of us would be sitting down having this conversation. No, nope. <laughs> but that's the great thing about this country is is the people are better than what is portrayed on the news. Exactly. And, and, I, I, and what I try to reference it is sporting events. Have you ever been to a big sporting event? Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter... Who you you are If you are white Black Asian uh, Native American Whatever You can be gay Straight Left Right Whatever If you're pulling For the same team Everybody's on the same team You will see You will see A white conservative guy And a black liberal guy Hugging it out If your team scores a touchdown And if you can't (laughs) Approach society like that Why? Why can't you? If you can
0: come together For a three hour sporting event And do that Why can't you do that In society? Mm-hmm. See, and I feel like those kinds of discussions too, like context is everything. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't vote when Trump first ran, but, you know, you have two candidates. They've never been in office, so you don't have a track record. Yeah. Like at least not in the president's office. Yeah. You have, both of them have their past and things that you don't like. So at the end of the day, it's really just a bad choice. And from there, you just had to see, you know, how they would perform. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I still don't think Hillary would have been a good president. But yeah, we got to see.
2: Behind closed door. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, we we
0: got to see Trump, and by the time 2020 came around, I was able to make the decision. Like, you know, that's not what I want to see. Yeah, like I, I don't like Joe Biden either. But like, sometimes it's
1: the lesser of two evils no, on your
0: ideas, exactly. exactly. And, and so, like, there's no reason to, and even just like that feeling of like, you know, like I'm better than you because I have this opinion. And mm-hmm. a lot of the time, like I see people who who have like a certain mindset. Like, you know, they're super, super liberal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't even understand the, the concepts about what you're talking about or why it should be this way. If you, if I asked you to explain it to somebody else, you would just sit there. Like you wouldn't yeah. be able to say anything past three sentences. It, so it's like, don't act like you're better than somebody if you don't even really understand what you're pulling from. And that goes back to the you social
1: know. media era, because the thing is, is people read the headlines. And they, only and read they don't read the story. story. They don't want to educate themselves. On so, and that's why you have people when they have an argument uh, that you start calling out names yep. because people you call names when you don't have nothing to say. <laughs> uh, and, and it goes on both sides. Yep. You know, okay. you've got you've got. People get called racist or bigots or yep. whatever just because you disagree with their opinion. Well, get past the the initial shock of the conversation and yeah. see why they feel that way. I know, they, and then they're, they're you can people. still disagree at the end of it, but you can't do it emotionally. And that's what our society is it's emotionally charged all the time.
2: Yeah.
1: And 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 you're never going to get anything done uh,
2: emotionally. Emotionally, yeah. you can't have yeah. a
1: conversation with somebody. If you're emotional, and whether it's sad, angry, whatever, if you have emotion that is overwhelming the conversation, you're not going to have a well thought out discussion.
2: Oh, so I think, and I, I, that's why I think the military, because it sort of helped me get to that point where I'm like I can have conversations without emotions, uh-huh. and I, a lot of, I had different people come from like everywhere. I had actual black guys came from Africa, like they was raised a different way than uh-huh. everybody else up here, and like. I was the country's person because they like, oh, you got to act. I was like, like, literally, coming into a melting pot, you learn everybody's perspectives. Yeah. And you learn, yeah, you might have different opinions, different outlooks, but you don't disrespect them as a person mm-hmm. just because they got different opinions. I'm like, that's what makes them who they are. Yeah. Our differences. Our similarities sometimes bring us together, but our differences will make us better yeah. because you can see something from a different viewpoint. Than everybody else, exactly. If, if 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 you can look at a problem
1: through three different uh, angles, then yeah, different... it's, you're gonna have a lot better understanding of the situation. Yeah, and and that's where like me growing up in a military family, I've lived all over the country and all over the world. So I've yeah. seen how different people live in, yeah. in different parts of the states and different parts of the world, and uh, and it, it really does irritate me when people like badmouth this country because I'm like. This is the greatest thing ever. We have our flaws, and we've yeah. made our mistakes in history, but the thing is, is we can't live in the past. We can only work for the future. Yeah. And and if you think this country is so bad, go to some place that is really bad, and, and and you will have a completely different understanding. Like, um, I went to Jamaica back in May, and um, you know, typical American. I went to a resort, and it was great, and everything's caviar, and wine, and this, that, and other, but we also went, off, off, and and you see how 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 poor that country is in some locations, and you, you get an understanding, and then you start thinking about oh my god, is our problems really that bad? You know, yeah. these people are they're living in in, in, in not, not completed homes and things like that,
0: and you're like, yeah, our our, our lives aren't that bad. Yeah, see, so. I feel like this this is going to tie in really well. Uh, so, can I ask your opinion as a cop? You know, having the experience. Um, just also from being a cop and mm-hmm. also seeing the portrayal of uh, the police since you know the whole George Floyd protests, mm-hmm. um, and even dating back to Trayvon Martin because that's when I personally remember mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter being created. Yeah. And like, yeah. Even though it didn't have as much push and drive as it does now, I remember that's when it was founded and that's when these conversations really mm-hmm. started to happen. And, and, and that's, okay, we'll start with the Trayvon Martin
1: case oh, yeah. uh, because I, I do follow this because it does impact me. Uh The the thing is, is they wanted to portray George Zimmerman as like being a police officer. No, he wasn't, he wasn't about, yeah. he wasn't related to cops. What he did was stupid. I don't ever, uh, you know, ask people or, or want people to try to do law enforcement things because they're not trained in it, and, and stupid things like that happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he was tried. And yeah. whether you like the outcome or not, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, my my personal opinion on that is, I think it's a double-edged sword. Um, you know, cops are being portrayed as racist, and they're like, all cops are racist, yep. all cops are racist. Okay, but then your argument is exactly what you're accusing us. You're saying every cop is a racist. Nope. So, Okay, so you're saying that I hate all black people or all people that aren't that don't look like me yeah. you you're using a blanket term saying that we use blanket terms by saying all black people are bad yeah. and now you're saying all cops are bad you're doing the, you're doing the same thing of uh you're accusing us of doing this you're doing the same thing of you're accusing us of doing mm-hmm. and and the thing is is you know what yeah, are there bad cops yeah. yes, and you know what they get jammed up. They get jammed up, and, and, and I, it boils down to this. Um, if you hit me, you're gonna get arrested. If I'm a police officer, you hit me, you're gonna get arrested, and you're going to tra- uh, face uh, state charges, okay? Yeah. If I hit you, I can face state charges and federal charges. Federal. Mm-hmm. Because if, the, the, uh, if, if the, uh, the state charges don't you know, turn out the way a prosecutor wants, they, you go they go federal for violating your civil rights. Um, the, the main thing is, is, is cops are humans just like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I bleed, I cry, I have the same issues that everybody else does, you're like, yeah, there's been times in my life when I first started out in law enforcement and I wasn't making any money and I was like, how am I going to pay my bills? And there were times that me and his mom, when we first got together, it was like, do we pay our electric bill or do we buy groceries? And then we ate what was ever in the pantry. I think the the two entities really need to sit down and and, and quit talking at each other and talk with each other, Um, and 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 realize that that there are instigators on both sides. There are some bad cops, and there are some people do some stupid things, but um, I've seen a turn of where everything that a cop does, they're like, oh, they need to go to jail. They need to go. Well, I also tell people this, law enforcement is an ugly job. Yeah. It is an ugly job. Uh, this is a implant. I've had my tooth knocked out. I've had a uh, uh, partial dislocation of a hip. Um, I've had concussions. I've been cut. I've been shot at multiple times. And, you know... Never once during an emergency response in 26 years did I ever know of a police officer to say, well, what is the victim's color? No. When, when we get the call, the felony tones go out. We go. I don't, I don't care if you're white, black, rich, poor, everybody's treated the same, in my view. Not everybody thinks like that. Yeah. And there are people on the Black Lives Matter side, and they are just trying to do best for their people. And, uh, and then there's those some that want to instigate, like when you have like Antifa getting involved and they yeah. start, you know, what's the sense of all that? What is the sense of burning down neighborhoods and things like that? Because all you're doing is you're hurting the people you're trying to help. Yeah. And uh, it, it's sad. I think we can get past it if we start having conversations and uh, we each understand each other a little bit more. But, you know, I'm a white guy, and I don't know what it is to be a, a black male. Yeah. And know what? Black males don't know what it's like to be a white guy, yeah. or a white cop. Try to understand each other. And and, and the thing is, is in, instead of um, looking at a person and making a judgment on how they look or how they're dressed or whatever, get to know
0: them. Yeah, see, and be- before we get into the discussion about uh, you know all the ongoings, yeah. uh, those like those sensationalists who do go in and they instigate, you mm-hmm. know, it's I find it ridiculous as well because it's like, you know, Black Lives Matter started off as a message. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. even though it got adopted into something political, you know, it's it's frustrating when you have people who are there to demonstrate and protest, and then you have people who take advantage of it because they want to just have what, what feels like a thrill mm-hmm. to them. You know, they just yep. want to cause they chaos. They want to rush. They want to rush. Yep. So yeah, yeah, I let you know, like traffic. on this side too, like it's it's frustrating to see Damn. because then. Now those people who want to sensationalize it in the media, they get to use that. Now they're like, oh, you know, Black Lives Matter protesters are rioting and doing all this. When it's like, when you watch the video, you see them telling them to stop. Like, what are you doing? Because now it's just going to cause a bigger issue. Yeah,
1: and and, and a lot of times you have these outside influences like Antifa that comes in. And and most of those people are privileged, upper middle Class. class white kids that have never... Dealt with nothing. <laughs> yeah, they they've never dealt with with living in po- uh, object poverty and things like that, yeah. and, and and they want to have a cause because their life their, their life is so easy they don't they don't have to struggle for anything. So they 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 have to find a cause and then they they go to the extreme. Yeah, you know, it's it's just like anything. You know, pizza. I love pizza, but, no, but I can't yeah. eat it every day. Oh yeah, you know, it's great to have a slice every now and again. Just like. You know, you can be passionate about something, but you can't let your your passion overrun you to where it becomes a negative influence. Mm -hmm. See, now,
2: because I can see on both sides, because I got pulled over a couple times just because I had my hood on in my car Mm -hmm. on the way to Panama City. But also I know there's a lot of good cops, because I had an anxiety attack in the end of last year outside of Jimmy's and Quintet. And if it wasn't for the cops that was there getting me, like, back order, I, was, I really, I felt like I was, I was dying. Like, my heart felt like it was just pounding down my chest. And like I got a lot of friends that are cops. And, like, I haven't, like, that's the thing about it. I'd be like, dang, I see so much bad going in. Because, like you said, there's so many people that's talking at people versus talking with them. And, like, certain stuff they put out on social media is, like, all the bad. But I said, we can't label, like, we can't use these labels no more, cause I know a lot of good white cops that are like the outstanding yeah. police officers, and I know some black people that are outstanding black people. But I feel like the media is really what is using the outlet to push more division. Mm-hmm. I understand like there's a lot of bad over and yeah, we're doing to get away with all the bad apples, and every entity and. Like black lives Matter with for people or, mm-hmm. and the same thing with police officers, the bad ones mm-hmm. like I really feel but like think about it, anything in life you're gonna have some bad apples, and you just gotta deal with them when they come to it, um
1: as an individual, yeah. not as a group exactly and you can't say all cops are bad because they're not all bad, yeah. all black guys aren't bad because yeah. they're not, not all Asian folks are, you yeah. can't
2: you can't use broad terms for yeah that it, that's exactly right like I them. know in the military, what we used to do. When there's one person that did something line and got all of us in trouble, yeah, you made us look bad. But <laughs> when <laughs> closed doors, oh you ever seen the movies they talk about where you hold the sheets down and it hits you with a bar of oh, soap? We yeah. actually we actually did that. Yeah. Because it's like, bro, you ain't just made yourself look bad, you made the whole people look bad. So I believe some I believe that does happen with police policing. Like I'm a big supporter of Black Lives Matter. But I also support the cops, cause at the same time, we're both needed. Uh I was i look at it like this. Until they start pushing our division. Cause like, yeah, the, the main thing most media focus on today is they try to say either a bad cop or a bad black guy. That you see, like you remember this dude on social media, he'll outside playing in the community the cops playing basketball with people who got the mm-hmm. basketball goal, mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like if you start pushing out more good and, you know, like I said, the, the justice system, behind, like the police thing is one part of the justice system, mm-hmm. then you got the court system. Now, really, if you think about it, it's the court system that I feel is more flawed than anything else because, like I said, it's really a double-edged sword no matter of way because you got so many people going in different things and when they got juries and everything, it was like everybody got their opinion, everybody got their viewpoint. Yeah, the outcome don't come out certain times most of the times how we want it to or how people should think it should be. But as us we we has we learned, you know, just deal with it and keep going on because at the end of the day, we still gotta keep continue living, we still gotta get along with each other, we actually still gotta improve the, the communication. I feel like if, of all the people in the community, the leader-wise, I'm talking about race. I'm talking about every type of leader in the community get together and just have communications about, A, man, what you want our community to be. Because we want to be a safe place for these kids. We want to be a safe place where, you know, there ain't no trouble going on. There ain't nothing like that. It comes down to the safety at the end of the day. And by me being a father with kids, I do have – I do have two worries. And this is my opinion, my worry, because I do see some of the negative stuff that be happening. Uh, I'm scared of my kid going outside playing with a Nerf gun. One for, I don't want no one to mistake him with having a real gun. But then also, at the same time too, I don't want to be in a neighborhood where like, make mistakes a drive-by and he gets shot just because he's out there. In the thing, so there's need to be a middle ground mm-hmm. because it's it's based about the kids' lives and their experience, and we don't want those spirits no hate because like Tupac said this. I don't know. Everybody heard Tupac. I love Tupac. <laughs> he said, he yeah. loved Tupac. So look, it said the hate you give, the f word, <laughs> little infant. Yeah. So and we don't want to mess up the kids because the world we living in right now. I already messed up enough. Let's do some more healing and actually, yep. you know, bringing this stuff together. I want this unity because, to be all the end of the day, we're all human beings trying to survive on this planet and get along. But until we understand we're all human beings in the same thing, and we we like, your life matters, your life matters, we, we matter, mm-hmm. and we start treating people as equals, same opportunities, then I guarantee you. Like, bro, this see, is my, see, like like
0: we said earlier, um, you know, like about, like we said earlier about people who, like, they have these really strong beliefs, but they don't really have any, like, basis on it. I would just like to provide you with some perspective, like, as a, as a black kid, why yeah. I feel the way oh, I do. Oh, definitely. Um, first of all, I feel like, you know, cops, just because of how the system is set up, like, you guys are the face of like what goes on from law enforcement side like if yeah. they enact a the law or they feel like something needs to happen you guys are the one that has to go yeah. in the same way that you know if, like somebody in the middle east if their home was destroyed and now you see you know these these military people yeah. obviously you're going to have these negative feelings about it and it, it comes down to being a human and preconceptions like we're all human we we all have preconceptions yeah. but the thing is is like when you have those preconceptions and you act on them, that's where the issue is yeah. drawn. like they messed up first of all by not providing you guys with therapy, you know all the things you have to go through, oh yeah, and okay. the fact that you're not given something like that from the start to help you kind of deal with it it's it's a you know it's a failure on their part, and like you said, you know the whole course the whole court system being worse than necessarily yeah. cops are. <laughs> Where the real outrage comes is not the incident or the tragedy because you see that like once once or twice, maybe you know every few months yeah. it's when the ruling happens, and it's like you know how did we see this happen, and you know we have these set laws and they still manage to get past it yeah uh, but again, like me personally, I feel like the issue with at least on this side, is like cops have, many cops have preconceptions, many people in general just have preconceptions about other groups, but it's like, you guys are the ones who have the power to act on it. Mm -hmm. And I've been in that position where like, I had a preconception about a group of people like in the hood, right? And then I go, I went and I lived with my cousins and I was in that for like a year. And it's Uh like, you know, you kinda, you kinda realize like, even if it's, even if they're doing something bad at the end of the day, they're human and they're doing it because of their circumstances. So rather than, like, desensitizing their humanity by saying things like, you know, thug or criminal or things Mm -hmm. like that that you hear in the media, you know, let's get to the underlying issue in our society as to why they have to be in this lifestyle in the first place. (laughs) And a lot of people just don't try and unlearn their preconceptions. The same way you could say, oh, a cop is racist, you know, you could say, oh, that black guy looks suspicious. Yeah. You know, like, you don't have any context, you don't have any prior basis. You're just going based on your preconception, and that's and that's a two way street because you yeah. you see that
1: you have the cops that are they're rolling in and they're dealing with somebody and they're getting called. I can't tell you how many times I've been called cracker or racist or whatever. And you get you get to the point yeah. where you're like, okay, okay, yeah, you know. And then you get, you're like, you know what? Fine. I know I'm pulling up in this neighborhood. They're gonna call me every name in the book. Yeah. I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna do my job. I'm gonna be very blunt about it and get the yeah. hell out. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's one way to do it, but it goes back to the same thing is when I roll in and, and, and they see me in my uniform, and if they have the preconception that, you know, this is a white cop, which yeah. is a white male cop is the worst thing to be in law enforcement, yeah. is because that's where the, you know, the epitome of evil. Uh, uh, and, 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 and no, I, you know, I'm not a white cop, I'm Nathan. Yeah. You know, and, and, and when people ask me, what do you do? What, you know, what are you? I'm a father. Yeah. I, I'm not a cop. A cop is what I
2: do. That's your job. That's my job. That's your it's job. Not,
1: it's not who I am, and, I, and I'm a father first, and, and I'm a man, and and um, and I approach people with that philosophy. And, and, and the thing I tell the young officers uh, that work for me or, or work under me and stuff like that, I say, treat everybody the way you would want your mother treated in the same situation. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to use the cop language yeah. to the second part of that is well if your mom is a rating b then treat them accordingly <laughs> you go in professional you say yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am if that doesn't work you ultimately are the one in charge of the scene and you have to take control And you can't have people yelling and screaming and fighting in front of you because you're not getting anything done so i tell them go in be professional if they don't allow you to be professional, get stern with them, get them, get the situation calm down, and go back to professional. But if you start out like a raging a-hole, that's all you have. Yeah. That's the first impressions or first thing. Is if I walk up to you and I right. hey sir, you know what's going on? You know you gave us a call, and then you start mfing me and dropping uh, racial slurs on me, I'll be like hold on, <laughs> we're not going to do this. And I, and I will. As, as a lieutenant, I will tell people if the yeah. citizens are yelling, cussing, screaming and being disrespectful to them, I'm like, these guys and gals don't get paid enough to that. We'll come back and deal with your problem when you can be civil. Yep. Because I'm not going to let my guys and gals talk to They're the public like, like that. that. But sometimes, you know what? And I've had this conversation with our administration and stuff like that. I said, law enforcement can be ugly. Yeah, And yeah, there are there are times you have to drop an MF on somebody. Yeah. And it, sometimes it's just to get the point. You know, I don't, I don't want to get in a fight. I don't want, I'd much rather talk my way in and out of the situation and be done with it. But will I fight? Yeah, I'll fight. You know, I've, I've been involved in a shooting that goes back to your uh, lack of uh, um, therapy and stuff like that. I was involved in a shooting, I think about two, uh, so eight years ago, going okay. on nine years ago. And uh, I went to counseling four days after the event. I was off a week and had no follow up. Wait, what? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. See, and that's what that's what I'm talking about. Like, because you know, I can that's have PTSD. my yeah. That's I, can, PTSD. I can have my preconceptions about cops as a whole, mm-hmm. right? But like, I'm not gonna take that and apply that to you when mm-hmm. I I like I don't know you. Yeah. So like, you gotta let people's like even even if you have preconceptions, you haven't been able to unlearn them you got to at least let people's actions, individual actions speak for themselves. That's exactly right. And like that lack of therapy, you go into a situation like that, you end up in a shooting, right? Mm -hmm. Now, because you haven't been able to like properly get through that, you could end up in a similar situation Mm -hmm. and like that PTSD triggers. And Mm -hmm. now you're more on edge. And now, you know, you don't want to be in that same situation where you're vulnerable. And like, hey, I could get shot. So Mm -hmm. you might be more like prone to pull out your gun. Yeah. It's, It's like, it's, it seems so simple when you break it down, but, like, when you have to apply it to all these, like, different communities, yeah. all these different people, it's like, why haven't we done it yet?
1: And, 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 and I think one of it, it boils down to money. Uh, if society wanted the, the ideal law enforcement officer that was able to have an, ex- be an expertise on mental health issues and the law and use of force and everything else – you would have to start cops out at like $150,000, $200,000 a year. And, and and just like when you hear the arguments, well, I can, you know, why didn't you shoot them in the leg or something like that? You know what? Yeah, we could probably spend every day out the range and maybe get half the agency
0: proficient enough to shoot people in the thigh <laughs> if they're perfectly standing still. Yeah. See, and yeah. like trying to get people to train, like train them up, especially in something that they're not mm-hmm. an expert at, I don't think that's the solution. I no. Think. Like, me personally like if you if you get on a call right and they tell you that there's a mental health crisis going on rather than just sending you know police officers who may not be experienced at it or just you know a counselor who doesn't really have that protection for themselves mm-hmm. send them as a unit like yeah. you know send them together so that you guys can work with your strengths to help solve the situation properly
2: because that was yeah. my question that was my question i thought I to ask like all right because you I, I realize you said like a lot of the most of the young uh, cops that come in these days, they have a problem with the communication. Mm-hmm. How do we correct that on both sides?
1: Uh, first, first and foremost, uh, if, if the community has an issue with the law enforcement officer, don't argue with them on scene because what it's going to be, it's going yeah. to be a... A pissing contest. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a measuring contest. Yeah. Who's got the bigger one? Yeah. And and what's going to happen is I walk up to you and you give me attitude and, and I'm a young cop I'm like oh, he can't talk to me so I'm going to give you attitude and it just it's a self fulfilling prophecy if you have an issue with the way I'm talking and the good thing is is most most agencies going to body camera if if he's treating or she's treating you poorly you get that. contact the supervisor mm-hmm. and 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 deal with that individual I do not like Lieutenant Hall because Lieutenant Hall is a jerk and he's treated me poorly. That doesn't mean Lieutenant Smith and Lieutenant Johnson and Lieutenant whoever is the same way. It's Lieutenant Hall. Yeah. Same thing with if I go to a scene and there's six 10-year-old kids and Evan is the biggest turd of them all, <laughs> I'm going to deal with him as being a turd and the other kids are going to be dealt with on a one-on-one basis. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to get to do is, is, you know... As police officers, you have to be understanding of your community and, and who you work with and, and things like that, but also you need a little understanding from citizens, and that on the side of the road is not the time to argue. While we're responding to a call, it's not the time to argue. Especially a high stress situation. Yes. That's exactly right, yeah. and and going to the high stress situation, you know, the, the one thing about law enforcement to get really really good at your profession it takes time and and the prime example I could show is like Tom Brady. yeah uh, oh,
2: you know yeah. You, okay, you,
1: yeah. you hear you hear uh, people talk about the game of uh, football at, at high levels is that it's like oh my God this rookie you, you can see him a rookie quarterback they're yeah. dancing around in the pocket their, their feet are they happy feet they're looking at like, the more time you do it, and the more things you're exposed to, everything slows down. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Is chaos is going on around him, and it looks like you can look at him, and you're like, he doesn't have happy feet. You cannot see the stress on him. He may be running a thousand miles a minute in his head, but his 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 demeanor and everything is slowed down. Same thing with like me. You know, I've been a cop for 26 years. I hit 20 years on SWAT next. March, nice. yeah, so I've done and seen a lot, so the game, society, has slowed down for me, mm-hmm. so I, when I show up, you I'm calmer, and, and I can, I can, like, start seeing stuff, and I can start saying, okay, this is what's going on here, because I've been exposed to, to it light. so much Full that light. it's like, okay, yeah, you know, this guy, I'm, you know, and you key on him, you walk in, and you're like, you see everybody, and then you see that one guy that's like, deadlock eyes on you and just won't you're like, okay, I need to probably pay attention to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I walk in and everybody's smiling and big smile and there's that one guy in the corner and he's just like mean mugging you all the way, you're like, okay, that's probably the guy I gotta worry about. Yeah. And uh but that's 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 the thing is is um uh the other the other issue is is uh nobody wants to be cops anymore. Yeah. And 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 Uh, I'm not saying that we're not getting good candidates, but we're not getting um, Like when I got hired on with the sheriff's office, uh, I think there were six positions and 156 applicants Now we'll have like 12 positions and eight applicants It's just you, you know and you get to the point where it's a numbers game and sometimes you're like, okay We've got calls for service that we have to answer so we start lowering our standards like when when um when I first started in law enforcement, if you ever smoked weed? That was almost like a deal breaker. You couldn't even get be, become a cop in the mid nineties. You know. I think we need to go back to the high standards. Uh, me, me too. <laughs> yeah. Because because the standards have gone from okay, you hadn't smoked weed in the last six months. Okay, or or you haven't done a hard drug in the last five years. So that those are some of the standards Wait. that agen- that, that agencies are passing. Uh, that. You know, you've got cops that have done cocaine or methamphetamine throughout their lives, and now they're cops. And, but the thing is, is it's like, we've got crime, we've got, we, you know, we don't have enough bodies. We don't have this, we don't have that. Right. And the thing is, is like in large areas where they run two to a car, we run one to a car every place in this area. If you yeah. see two people in a car, it's because they're uh, more than likely a training officer and a new trainee. Training. But, yeah, no agency in in, in uh, Panhandle
0: that I know of rides a uh, two-door car. Okay. Well, I'd like to ask you this. Um, you know, the whole standards thing, for me personally, uh, looking at it, I feel like certain things, like, you know, if you have a history of abuse, whether that be at home or against others, you know, sexual violence, um, misuse mis- of power, you know, things like that, I feel like should definitely be a red flag. But... You know, going back to your experience thing and how that can improve your job performance, if you do have like a cop, like even even if you don't have like a mental health counselor, right? Mm-hmm. And you end up on a call where there's somebody who's overdosed, um, how do you think, you know, like I say I I've done math and I I've mm-hmm. become a cop and I get to that scene you know, I feel like that would allow me to be a little more understanding, mm-hmm. sympathetic, and be able to help and yeah. mediate that situation better. Yeah. Do you feel uh, like that also needs to be added to the standards, you know, like drug use? Uh, I think it should be
1: a case-by-case basis. Yeah. Uh, because every... Uh, there's no blanket for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the thing is, is if you were to interview me back when I was 21, 22 years old, you and talk to me now, you're like, that's two different complete, people. completely different people. Yeah. Um, I think I think people are capable of change. Uh even the most uh heinous crimes, people can change themselves. Um, but I also believe that there are certain things that are so vile and and unredeemable that you pissed your, your, you your chance away. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think like child molesters. Yeah. I, I think you're done I me personally uh, I, I I don't think there's any coming back from that. And, oh. and I don't think, you know, you, the, the, the risk versus reward is, is, is not there. You know, the, the thing is, is when you start getting involved in, in stuff like that, and, and you have kids that are victims of crimes, is you rob them of who they're going to be. Yeah. yeah and, and not just sexual crimes, but any abuse, abuse or, yeah. or even and a traumatic it. event. Uh, you know you, you see you see uh, these young kids and they see their mom or dad get killed in front of them those kids are not going to be the same at exciting. that moment forward their life has been altered and they're not going to develop to what they could have had they not been involved in yeah mm-hmm.
2: because I, I think that also goes along with like us as adults too because like I felt like my time we got got swandered because like I got falsely accused of rape mm-hmm. and then found out that all of it was lie and everything But like The way the media perceived me And everything it was like It's so hard To change your name After uh-huh. they, they They labeled you As something uh-huh. And it's just like And then the, it, it 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 Affects me too Cause like I know that The girl Would never Have to do Go through Anything I went through and 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 And, and, and that's That falls back On the
1: legislative branch Of yeah. government yeah. Is Is if you know, because there are there are crimes for filing false police reports, yeah. but if you made it like maybe one step lower than the crime you're accusing somebody of, let's say it was a first degree felony, you're accusing somebody of a first degree felony. Well, if you file this false report, you could be charged with a second degree felony. If you made the the lie, yeah. uh, you know, the punishment substantial enough, you could probably alter some of that stuff uh, okay. because that's the thing is is. Um, Are there innocent people in jail? Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure there are. And, and, and people falsify information or people lie to the cops and, and stuff like that. And, and you know, the thing is, is very rarely is crime witnessed by law enforcement. We're always, we're always getting second, third hand information and Mm -hmm. we have to put the pieces together. And and the thing is, is, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Do some people plant evidence or alter evidence? Yeah, they do. Some do. Have I ever seen it? No. Uh, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not very common. And, and just like you were saying earlier, you see the bad event maybe once, twice, every couple months. Yeah. What you don't see is there's like a million interactions between law enforcement and American and the citizens every day in this country. A million. Yeah. And if you're, we'll just say, say three months. So there's a million... Encounters so that's 90 million encounters over three months, yeah. and you have two incidents. What is the percentage of having a negative encounter with law enforcement that turns poorly? Oh yeah, it's not very common. That's that's it? exactly right. But the thing is on the news. That's, the, main one to that's see. the news. It's like it's happening every day. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, yeah. Uh, how many? You know, I've I've bought Christmas for. Uh, the whole community <laughs> for for families and stuff and and I love his mom about it because she's like I come home she's like what's going on I said I went to this house and the, the youngest child's sick and they're going to Jacksonville for surgery and mom can't afford it she had to spend Christmas money and she said all right, all right. next morning she's like come on let's go we're we going we're going to Walmart what for I said because we're gonna load up your cruiser and you drop off Christmas to the kids. To the, to the kids. Yeah. And, and and we got to that point. I'm not rich by any means. Uh, we were never rich, but we were we did well yeah. and we were we are allowed to do that. We still do that today. We we go buy um, That's great Christmas for uh underprivileged kids. We'll pull the tags off a Christmas tree and we buy a boy and a girl every year, me and him. And that's what I'm talking yeah. about. That, so. And and that's the thing is, is 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 it's just giving back is is just having that sense of um, community and 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 the thing is is we're all Americans and you're talking about labels and stuff earlier and I think if if we could get rid of the labels of yeah. african-american
2: and just American
1: or, you know that's, the th- that's, 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 exactly that, that's we it. are why, why am I not called a European
2: American we're actually the yeah. only country yeah. we're the only country that actually does that mm-hmm. and that's the system like right there again Yeah, but the thing is is is, is
1: you know, if you look at, like, you see a lot of schools and stuff, and they're trying to, like, segregate dorms and, and, and safe spaces for people, and this, that, and the other. I was like, oh, my God. You look at what the people did back in the 60s through the Civil Rights Wars and yeah. stuff like that. And, we and, it. and we're reverting back to what we fought. Why would we want to go backwards?
2: There's, it's insane. See, I, I, laugh, at it. I laugh at them because it, it, it's... I'll go ahead. You
0: go ahead. <laughs> so before we get into that one, uh, like with the positive interactions with cops, yeah. like there have been times where I know like I'm doing something wrong. And like mm-hmm. at that point, I just have to accept my responsibility, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I've been caught smoking, me and my friends, yeah. and we're out in public. And the reason we got caught is because there happened to be like a lot of shootings downtown that yeah. night. So the yeah. police are just active. And, you know, the cop came up to the window. And, you know, the smoke comes out. It's a big wall. And oh. then he's just like, damn. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I messed up. But the cop knew that, like, with everything going on that night and you that know, was it's not that news. serious, he used to smoke. He was like, "Listen, man, it's not that serious. Like, just go home. This is not your neighborhood. You know, if you want to do that, you find the proper avenues to do that. You, you can do that at your house, exactly. Yeah. So, rather than like, it's, you know, me having to come and do this to you. So, yeah, like, that's that's exactly what I do.
1: <laughs> is because the thing is, is we have such a a lenient approach on marijuana use now, uh, because there's so many medical cards and things like that. Uh, my conversation is, is, dude, where are you gonna find me?" more likely on the highway or in your living room. Go home and, and smoke that. <laughs> I've never smoked weed. I'm 47 years old. I've yeah. never done that. You know, I, I'm not an angel by any means. I drank more alcohol before I was 21 than <laughs> I have since. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just, it's yeah. know your environment. And know where the, to the, do the, it. <laughs> the, the cops aren't going to roll up in your living room mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know arrest you for having a little bit of weed if, you know, you're in your living room, but if you're riding around where and, the cops are and you bring it to their attention, you're like, yeah. some, some cops can be like, man, I got bigger things going on right now, get on home. Oh, yeah. And other people would be like, well, if I take them to jail, I can get two hours of overtime for paperwork. And they're like, hey, Christmas is coming up <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh yeah. You know, because that's the thing is, it, and sometimes you're like, yeah. and I'll I admit it as a training officer, I did that one time. Uh, we caught a guy with a little bit of weed, we're we're going to kick him loose and stuff like that. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, oh, this is a training opportunity. And I looked at my, uh, my uh, trainee and I said, hey, have you ever done an NTA, which is a notice to appear? It's an arrest, but you don't take him to jail. Yeah. And I was like, we didn't have a whole lot of opportunities to do those. So I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. And I kind of screwed the guy yeah. for the weed by giving him a charge, but I was... Training someone else else to do it It, and it was it was and we could have taken them to jail But it was just a training opportunity and sometimes sometimes that's what decisions are made on is just it's just It's something that simple